0: And joy is everywhere, it is in the earth's green covering of grass, in the blue serenity of the sky, in the reckless exuberance of spring, in the severe abstinence of grey winter. Rabindranath Tagore. Welcome to another episode of Innervate. Today I'm not as cheery as I usually am, and the past couple of days have been a bit gloomy. The weather has been pretty grey, it's been pretty quiet, I've been stuck in my room. These are the low days of them all. Sometimes they come frequently, and sometimes they don't come at all. It's easy to get carried away in what you're feeling, and each feeling and emotion and affect puts this lens on your perspective. And everything that you feel thereon forth is skewed and misinterpreted. And you seem to think that that is the only interpretation. And then you start to justify actions that confirm those beliefs. But oftentimes, those beliefs could just be misinformed, misjudged. When this comes to our realization, it only makes it worse because sometimes we start to feel guilty that this is happening. We feel stuck. That's okay. A lot of people have asked me about motivation. And I find it a very fascinating topic. And it's very interesting because... We seem to think that all our dreams and goals and ambitions will come through or will be fulfilled because of motivation, but I think that that's a misunderstood logic because motivation is a propelling factor that is governed by your emotions and your affect and how you're feeling in this moment. And so the lens that we apply to any situation or any stimuli that we then perceive and interpret, we start to think that those thoughts and those decisions and the interpretations we have made of our situation to have energizing properties that we can enact. And so sometimes, when we're feeling a certain emotion it has propelling aspects and it is motivational in its nature and so when you're feeling low we end up getting into this cycle of negative emotions and we just keep spiraling lower and lower or within the same couple set of emotions or a set of few emotions and i'll give you an example a couple of days ago I woke up late, I missed a meeting, and I felt so guilty. And I felt guilty because I had missed my evening yoga, I had missed my evening routine, I missed my morning routine, I missed a meeting, I was almost late for work, Um, I had to rush to cook food because I was out of food, and it just kind of made me feel worse. And this guilt then translated into... Frustration and anger towards myself. And then when I was at work, I started to see that my emails were being affected by the way that I was feeling and the way that I was communicating with people was affected. And I just got stuck in this negative set of emotions and I kept telling myself that this day sucks. And so now I was affirming my situation and further making it come real or further perpetuate because that is how I was interpreting new information and stimuli and experiences because of my current mood and emotion and affect. So today I really want to focus on how we can break this chain Of cyclical spiral emotions, especially when they're going down and into a negative aspect, and how we can use arousal to change that into a more positive emotion and then combine that positive emotion into a spiral of more positive emotions. And then, if you get stuck in a habitual pattern of positive emotions with low arousal, you will always feel more satisfied, because you will start to experience and interpret situations and life circumstances in a content manner. And the satisfaction is long-lasting, is more pleasurable, and is what we should strive to obtain. But it's difficult to obtain these things. And this particular state of experiencing life and situations, because we're constantly bombarded with information and stimuli, and oftentimes we aren't really aware of how these pieces of information are affecting us. How are they making us feel? What are they making us think? And because we get carried away trying to understand and interpret all of the incoming sensory input, we fail to interpret what we are really feeling, because there's just too much happening at the same time. So we must try to take a step back, even for a couple of minutes every day. Let's take a look at the sky, listen to the birds chirping, look at the trees, is there a flower nearby? And just feel and so when you're in your when you're in your worst mood and you're feeling really grumpy, start to catch yourself of what is perpetuating that. Because each behavior following that emotion is only going to solidify that emotion. And so when you realize that this action that I'm doing is only perpetuating this emotion, and you decide that you don't want to feel this emotion anymore, then you can pause and at least think about the action that you're about to do. And just maybe, just maybe if you pause, you'll be able to take an action or engage in a behavior that will maybe just slightly change your emotion or your mood into a more positive affect. And so when I ask you to take a step back and realize and Look at the sky or look for flower nearby This simple action will allow you to look at something that you may find beautiful and In feeling something with beauty or observing something with beauty You naturally will move into a more positive emotion and that simple action or change rather in Emotion is powerful because from there on The behavior and the thoughts following that slight change in your affect can enable you to make a different behavior that will further increase your emotion into a more positive state, right? So if you try to just take some steps back from what are you feeling, what are you consuming and learn to say no to yourself. When you're reading information, when you pick up your phone, just try and pause and take a look. What are you looking at? Is this really helpful? Is this information what you want to be looking at? How does it make you feel? And a lot of times, a lot of the images that we see on social media They're attractive and lucrative, and they make us feel lesser than what we are. And this feeling propels us. It has a motivational factor to want to work harder, to want to be like someone else, to want to belong. And we realize that you can make an active choice to go and get what you want and create that lifestyle, or you can take a step back and ask yourself, if you really want that lifestyle, or do you want it because people have it and they're telling you that you should have it? And if that's the case, then maybe you need to stop looking and consuming that information. Stop processing it. And maybe if you do that, you might just start to make room for more positive information, information that you want to consume, information that makes you feel good. Or, it'll make space for times of no processing of information. Where you are just, or rather you can't stop processing information, and what I mean to say is that you reduce the extremeness and the arousal and the speed of the processing of information. And nature does this and helps in many ways, and this is why in... Even in my earlier episodes, I have mentioned that nature has restorative properties. To an extent, there's a theory that because of fractals and the designs and the motion of life, but when you start to realize and observe the speed of life, it brings you to a much more composed path. And so, when when you catch yourself in this spiral, and then you start to realize and maybe just make a change in your attitude or look at something that is disruptive and it goes against what you're currently feeling. That's one way. A different way that I prefer to use sometimes is extreme disruptive change. So oftentimes I reorganize my room very drastically because I get tired, because I've started to realize that my life has become habitualized in this context and this physical situation and this environment is cueing certain behaviors. And for me to become, to change those uh, behaviors, I'm already aware of them at this point. So in order for me to change the behaviors, if I change the environment very drastically, my mental concepts and cues that are associated with those behaviors no longer exist. And for a brief moment, I can just decide what actions I want to take. And if I make the right choice, I can break those cyclical behaviors and patterns that I had associated with the previous environment, but, and this is a fair warning, if you make the same behavior in this new environment that you have changed and you've created, you will only solidify that behavior because now it has become prominent in multiple contexts and multiple physical cues are triggering that behavior so you that pattern has become stronger that doesn't mean that you should give up and stop trying to change that particular behavior because if it's not functional and it is not helping you live a life of contentment and quality and peace and a sense of satisfaction, then maybe you don't need to be doing it, right? And so to further on that point of disruptive change, cleaning and organizing is also very powerful because it, it makes space for processing of information. It gives you a sense of freedom, a brief moment to breathe and relax and to be Thankful of what you th- you've done, and so I was actually supposed to make this episode yesterday, but I then ended up having conversations with some friends over the phone, and that made me realize some stuff that I'm gonna make in a different episode. Um, but this particular podcast um, episode is part of a two-part series. So in this episode, I talked about emotions. And motivation and in the next one I'm going to talk about discipline and so I want to end this on talking about motivation and the way that we should look at motivation we should look at, at motivation as a tool as a tool to enable us to start a behavior something that pushes us and we should not seek motivation every day because motivation is temporary. It's like a dopamine hit. Just quick, you feel it, it's nice, it's highly pleasurable, but then it dies out and then you don't end up doing what you want it to do. But rather we should take motivation as the trigger point to propel us to make the first three steps And while making those first three steps, to find something to keep us standing so that we can take the fourth step. And with every step, our balance should become stronger. And that's what we should seek to do. And so maybe we should start to, and I say maybe we, including myself, because I don't think I have done this yet. And maybe I should start this as well. But when we're beginning on a new project, we should motivate ourselves. And when we're motivated, we shouldn't start the project necessarily. But we should create an environment, an ecosystem, a set of physical and mental cues that will make it easier to continue the behavior that we want to motivate ourselves to do. Because in creating that environment and that ecosystem and those physical cues, it'll become easier for you to trigger That behavior and then maybe your life will be just a little bit better and then maybe we won't have to seek out motivation so much maybe we don't have to feel so demotivated or tired or exhausted because we're constantly trying to effortfully put attention to something and to process information when all we really want is space to breathe space to take a moment Take a moment, take a deep breath, remember, you can change the worst of days, even when it's difficult. You can maybe just try, try something different. Just try something, anything, try something new, try something disruptive. Just take a break breaks are necessary and it's okay to take a break and I hope that you have a wonderful day wherever you are if it's morning, night afternoon or evening I hope you do something for your life that will make your life just a little bit better maybe easier, maybe happier more fulfilling enjoy your life Don't just exist, live.